On this episode, John Maddox sits down with CEO and co-founder of Kind Home Loans, Darius Separipour. Located in Los Angeles, Kind was established in 2017 and although a young company has found sustainable growth with luxury borrowers. Listen closely as the two speak about the heart behind Kind Home Loans, finding business in unique places, how to transition from originating smaller loan amounts to jumbo loans, and much, much more. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. Listen in as CEO John Maddox of Fund Loans reveals tips, secrets, and origination ideas to fill your pipeline with million dollar opportunities. Welcome to the show. I'm here with Darius from Kind Home Loans. Thanks for coming on, Darius. Thanks for having us, John. So tell us about Kind Home Loans. That's a cool name. It's simple. It's clean. It, it, it resonates. And I see you all over social media and I see you focused in the jumbo arena. So tell us how you got your start with Kind. So Kind, we we launched about two years ago okay. and we wanted to be different, right? Everyone wants to try and be different, but we actually wanted to be different. And our mantra kind of comes from our name. Kind mm-hmm. is obviously an acronym, as I right. told you earlier on. So the K is kind or mm-hmm. kindness, right? We want to treat all of our clients kind. We know that buying a house can be a very stressful stressful and emotion-filled experience. And we just want to have that empathy and be there for them through the entire process. Right. The I is for innovation. We implement a lot of infinite innovation, not only for our systems within the company, but mm-hmm. also for our realtor partners to help them grow their business as well. That's awesome. And then the N and the D stands for nonstop determination. So uh, when we have a client, if they're not qualified at that certain point in time, we stick with them, we show them the ropes, we show them how they can eventually become a homeowner and we give them a roadmap. You know, awesome. once they are ready to buy, you know, we're there for them to help them out. It's so true. I mean, the, the, the regulations that have come down in the last several years on mortgages really have turned it upside down where, where you think that someone could qualify so easily and then banks say no. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where like guys like you and, and us, we thrive because we will be determined to help get them alone. Definitely. Whether or not, it, you know, whether it's a, you know, a, I mean, you, I know you do Fannie, Freddie, all that stuff, but you also have products that can open up and expand into places where banks just say no. And that's one of the things that we pride ourselves in too, is we want to have that variety because yeah. every, every borrower is different, right? You know, people mm-hmm. make money in different ways, especially if they're a business owner, right? Yeah. So, um, having, you know, partners like you guys, um, really help us cater to those people that can't afford the properties, but may not fall under the guidelines that are set by certain financial institutions. Right. What, what caused you to want to do the, that type of loan? Well, I was getting a lot of inquiries, you know, mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of people, um, um, you know, I've, I've worked with, um, you know, business owners, I've worked with athletes, I've worked with musicians, um, you know, and I've worked with people that make income in different ways, you know, yeah. the ways that are not very traditional, you know, and, and being able to just help them out because they are clients as well. And, you know, um, we're all about helping our clients. So yeah. I, you know, I went out and I did a lot of research. I found a lot of, um, lenders that were helping us with alternative doc, mm-hmm. you know, programs so we can go ahead and cater to these people. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, man. It's, it's it's really exciting helping someone who, who's been told no by their bank yeah. and they come to you trusting you and you're able to get them into that house. Yeah. So, so rewarding to see that. And, and I love it when, uh, when someone does go to a bank or go somewhere else and it, they get turned down and then you're able to come and pull, pull through and pull it off and, and at a, at a good 
speed, you know, and, and, and not giving them hard money, you know, cause hard money right now, I think a lot of people still, it's, it boggles my mind that the awareness out there is still small about these type of products because yeah. people go, I can go hard money or I can go bank and they don't have this in between where we kind of lie. But one thread I think that I see that's kind of common, you said athletes, you said musicians, you said entrepreneurs, one thread I think that's common with these people is they're all really focused on what they're doing to make their money. Right. Mm -hmm. And they, and they, sometimes that not at their own fault, but like sometimes it's just not as important to them maybe to have the highest credit score. Right. That's not, that's like way back here in their mind. It's like they're focused on, I'm going to go be the best quarterback or I'm going to be the best, you know, I'm going to write that next hit song or yeah. I'm going to, you know, and they're just, that's, that's their laser, laser focus. And we've seen like, you know, someone who has tons of money, you know, they were laid on a Bentley payment, but like they yeah. could have paid it off with the cash in the bank. Exactly. And so then that decimates their score. And then they're like, well, I can't get a loan at a bank and, and, you know, you're able to make that exception. And then they're like, wow, I'm going to tell all my friends about you. And it just, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool space to be in. I'm so stoked that you guys are, are doing that. And it gives us, it gives us an opportunity to kind of have like a holistic approach to yeah. actually looking at their financial situation, which I think is important, you know? Right. Um, because they can't afford the property, you know, they can, um, but they and just, they know. and they know they can as well. Exactly. And they're like, you know, what's going on here? Like, why is someone telling me, no, I could buy this? And like, that's frustrating. That yeah. really is frustrating to the client, you know, and I've seen it deter people. And, um, you know, I've seen realtors lose business over it because they don't know that these programs are available as well. And, right. and that's why, you know, I, I work with a lot of realtors and they send us a lot of business. I always try to educate, whether it's through social media or having one of our events at our offices, mm-hmm. I like to educate them so they can relay the messages to their clients. Like, hey, there is this program. There are mm-hmm. these programs that are available to help, you know, help you buy that house that you really want. So how do you overcome the rate objection? Because you know, these rates aren't right? They're not like 3%. They're, they're starting in the fours most of the time. And, you know, they get up sometimes into the sixes. And like, what I've seen is, is people, they just, they don't understand why they have to pay a higher rate. Do you, how do you sell that? Uh, I, I don't really sell it. I just, I, I let them know. I'm, lending is very common sense in my opinion. Yeah. If you really break it down, you don't have to overcomplicate it, right? When you look at a lender, right? Imagine yourself being the lender. If you're going to lend someone money, right, you need to see that they have a certain amount of income. You need to look at their debts. There's things that you need to look at, right? And if if they can't show certain things, then you need to be secure, whether it's with a down payment or charging a little bit more interest. You know, it's just, it's common sense. Now, there are lenders out there who have really high rates, and that's our job to go out there and shop and find the lowest rates. You you guys have great rates yourself over at Fund Loans, and, you know, it's it's my duty to go and shop and find the lowest alternative doc rate for them and say, hey, this is what we have. Have. These this are the what options. you qualify for. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what it comes it, down. To. I've seen, I've seen them just like, but but I've seen the the rate advertised at two percent and blah, blah blah. You know, they they say that. Yeah. And then you have to kind of like sit them down. Look at the small print. It, it yeah. just we have to inform the clients and we right. have to educate them on it. And you know that's our job and our duty. And you know I, I honestly don't come across rate objections very very often because I do go to bat for my buyers. That's awesome. So you you get a lot of referrals. You you're in Hollywood, right? Your office in Beverly Hills. Yeah, we've got several locations. The main ones that I work from are um, the San Fernando Valley. We have an office in Encino, mm-hmm. but I'm usually between Beverly Hills and Hollywood. Yes. Nice. So the ghetto. Ghetto, ghetto, yeah. But um, no, but rea- in reality, there's a lot of expensive homes. There's a lot of people that have you know a, a good amount of money. They're well off. What like what has been the 
craziest referral source that you've ever had? Has it been like a, like I've seen people go, they go into a bar, talk to a bartender, the bartender, you know, is like, Hey, I got a bar, I got a buddy, you know, was there any crazy stories you can share with our listeners? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was at a uh, restaurant actually in Orange County. Okay. Um, I came to visit a friend who's a real estate developer out here and we went to this place called Javier's. Love that place. It's good stuff. Good yeah. Mexican food. Um, so we were there, I was having a drink and I, uh, I, I met an agent next to me and mm-hmm. she, she was talking about some deal that was not doing well. She was speaking to another agent. And I just said, hey, I said, here's my card. I heard what you're talking about. I'm a loan officer. Um, You know, I've I've helped save a lot of deals. And if you ever want me to take a look at something, I'd love to. She taps me on the shoulder. She's like, you're very cute. (laughs) You look young. How long have you been doing this? She's like, but I've been doing this for 25 plus years. And I I have my, you know, partners. And I said, well, you seem like you're having a problem with the deal. If you have any issues, let me know. Yeah. Gave her my card anyway. Six months later, she calls me. Um, I don't know if it was the same escrow, but she called me and she says that this deal's been in escrow for 10 months. Jeez. It's Probably been, was the same one. It, 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 I think it was. I think it was. Um, and the reason being is um, she was the listing agent. She was also representing the buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, the buyers were living in the property. So okay. they were renting the property for three so years. it wasn't as super rushed because of that. Yeah. Exactly. That's the only reason really people will have the patience for a 10-month escrow. <laughs> yeah. um, I said, let me take a look at it. She sent it over to me uh, and we ended up doing a 12-month bank statement program with mm-hmm. 20% down. It was a $6.75 million purchase. Nice. And uh, we knocked that out in three weeks. So because you perked up in the restaurant yeah. and you went out of your comfort zone, maybe. And, exactly. And handed a card to someone, you just closed a $6 million loan. Exactly. And the crazy thing is after I closed that, she gave me a $4.5 million purchase. So good. And then her parents' house, which was $1.4 million. It's amazing. So, I mean, yeah, you so, never so know. So, I just kind of get out of your comfort, comfort zone and just talking to someone, that you, a stranger. Yeah. You were able to probably make over hundred grand in commission. Like it's crazy. And yeah, and, and I talk to everyone. Um, yeah. I mean, that's one of the main reasons we have offices in Beverly Hills. Adam and I, uh, Adam runs our media team. We're always going down for lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, we see a lot of the same people. And eventually, you're like, hey, what's going on? What do you do? Right. That's just about talking to someone. You never know where a conversation can lead. Yeah, and I think you know you. I can imagine just from meeting you, like, you know, your products, you know, you know, what you can, what you can't do. Mm-hmm. And so that, that just exudes confidence in, you know, when you're talking to someone for the first time, if you don't know your products or you don't know that you can handle these outs out of the box kind of scenarios, then you may just kind of fumble or stumble, or you won't even have the uh, confidence to ask them for the deal or to, to tell them what you can do. So yeah. hats off to you on that, dude. That, Appreciate that's, that. uh, that's a great uh, story. So um, you guys, uh, kind home, loans is like a boutique company um in in a sense right but but you guys have had some real rapid success what would you kind of attribute that success to i would say my business partners you know jamal and faye um they've been in the industry a long time um i mean they're veterans and and they've got a lot of experience not only doing fha conventional and va but they've they've been doing these alternative doc programs they've been doing private money hard money so they've got the experience there although we're new Mm mm-hmm the three of us, I mean, have all, almost 20, yeah. 30 years uh, worth of experience, right? That's cool. And um, I think that contributes to the success. Um, you know, uh, also when we hire new loan officers, we put them through somewhat of a rigorous training, mm-hmm. kind of what you were saying earlier on. We want to make sure they know their products, right? Because I mean, that's that's really what they're that's selling. That's huge. Yeah. yeah if, they, if they don't know their products, they're not really selling anything. And you have one chance at a first impression, as cliche as that sounds. In this industry, if you're telling someone you can do a certain type of loan and yep. you, you blow that, like chances are I'll you're not going to get that you business again, ever and again. I'll tell people all the, yeah, the, yeah. that you suck. <laughs> that, and then the last thing I would say is honestly so, social media. I mean, mm-hmm. we we 
literally are on social media every single day. We have a media team. We're doing videos, um, not only to educate consumers, but to educate realtors. Uh, we talk about our day to day, uh, and you know, just, just being able to have that reach on social media and get out to the masses that's right. helped us build this, you know, this brand over the past, you know, year and a half or so. That's great. So, so it's always fun, obviously to look at, you know, appraisals with, you know, brand new modern home with the nice slick kitchens yeah. and all that. Like, is there, is there a, do you think there's an advantage, um, for you guys with, with the way you're marketing or like, do you have a full t- time marketing department and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff like you, yeah, like so. marketing's huge, especially social media, but yeah, tell us a little bit about how you, you approach that marketing for the, for the luxury side. Yeah. So, um, I have to give a shout out to one of my close friends, James Wong. He owns a company named Maxa, M-A-X-A. Okay. And, um, they've done a ton of real estate marketing for a lot of the top producers. Mm-hmm. James created a proprietary suite um, specifically for kind home loans okay and this suite is not only available to our loan officers it's also available to all our realtor partners it's actually available to any real estate agents that go onto our website they can sign nice. up for it it's available to everybody it's free it doesn't cost you any money with these beautiful marketing pieces beautiful beautiful modern it really just you know it's templated so you can't really mess it up if yeah. you're not good at technology you can misspell your own name <laughs> <laughs> but um but that has been huge um you know it, it's a great suite and it offers everything from a to z that a real estate agent might need if they're using it so if they need open house flyers if they need you know just listed just sold if they want to do um, mailers mm-hmm. um, door hangers you know we've got door hangers on there um, they can do listing presentations and there's a whole social media suite on there too so people are always like i don't know what to post on social media there's a bunch of educational tools on there that you can post and brand with your own branding your nice. photo and kind of get it up there and make it look like your own stuff so that's been huge um you know definitely for uh for helping us with our realtor partners and whatnot and then obviously social media we're always posting and doing videos adam runs our media team so nice. that has has really helped you know kind of promote these modern really beautiful properties because it mm-hmm. kind of fits in with one another yeah and and to sell these houses it's a little it's not easy i mean Mm-mm. you know you can put up you can put out your listing you can market and all that stuff but then you got to find buyers so having a partner like like a real estate agents love it if you, they think for a moment you might bring them a, a deal right like you might bring them a buyer of course and so i've always preached like hey don't go walking into a real estate office saying you know where you know can i have your deals can i have your deals you don't that's like the worst thing you can do they put up a shield and they're like hey i already have my guy or my girl and i've been of course <clears throat> doing it for years but like, do you ever, do you ever, when you go and meet new realtors, do you ever bring a client to them or like you yeah. have a pre-qualifier and then maybe try to create a new relationship by adding value or bringing, bringing a deal in? See, see the only issue with that is I, I've been doing this a long time Yeah, and I have a ton of realtor partners right? and I just wouldn't feel right just giving one deal to one agent to get yeah. a new agent. You know, like, um, I, I believe in loyalty and I believe in helping right now. We just started our consumer marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going direct to consumer and we're getting a lot of inquiries. I'd say, you know, daily we're getting 10, 20 hits and nice. we, we just started this. Um, what I do offer is I, you know, I'm always open to helping grow business with them. Right. If they're open to spending money on marketing, I'll meet them 50, 50. We'll yeah. do some co-branding right. and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll maximize our exposure, minimize our expenses and, mm-hmm. and, and we'll generate business together. Um, 
cool story that I have. I had this one agent. We're sitting in an open house together, yeah. and uh, we we created these really cool flyers on the marketing suite. We sat down. I mean, they were beautiful. We laid them out. Had a couple of different like uh, mortgage um, uh, informational flyers as well mm-hmm. too that kind of showed the different loan programs, kind of payments and stuff. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Breakdowns and you know breakdown mm-hmm. of the programs and whatnot. And we had one of the neighbors come by, and he was looking at the uh, the marketing pieces, and he's like. Man, he's like, this stuff is really, really nice. He's like, you guys know what you're doing. <laughs> he ended up getting that neighbor's listing eventually because of those marketing materials. Awesome. So there's, you know, I, I always say, you know, if, if an agent's open to going out and getting business, I'm all ears. Yeah. That, that's what it's about. You know, we're, we're really the realtor. Par- we're partners with them. You know, the right, realtors right. are our partners. So um, we're open to doing marketing with them, doing events with them, whatever they need. We're open to it. So that's, um, cool. that's how I like to help them really generate business. Nice. Well, I mean, there. Yeah. If you, if you don't do it, someone else is going to do it. Right. Some other. Exactly. Hello. Um, so what about your new loan officers? Do you believe in teams and, uh, because, because I think a lot of brokers out there kind of are, they're, they're like Han Solo, they're they're their own dude, right? Like they're not, they're not, um, out there with a big team, but what, what benefits do you see are there for, for having a team in your, uh, I've worked by myself and I've worked with a team in the past and I will work with the team for the rest of my life. That's good. Um, delegation is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, much respect to those that do go Han Solo, that do go, you know, by themselves and, right. and try to do everything from start to finish. I just think that you're limiting yourself at that point in time. If you're doing, I mean, if you want to get to five to 10 loans, yeah, doing it by yourself, that's possible, right? But if you right. want to get to the next level and do 20 loans or 30 loans or 40 yeah. loans or 50 loans a month, you got to build, you got to grow, you got to delegate and then just kind of assign. Um, for example, what I do is I have, I have 10 people on my team, right? Wow, so yeah. each one of us have our own job, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to make our borrower speak to 10 different people. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, that makes, that's bad customer service. Yeah, I, I, I'm the guy to speak to. I get the updates, but you know, in order to do a large quantity of loans, I feel like if you're not delegating, you're not getting to your maximum capacity, what you can really do. Right. You mentioned earlier, like the Henry Ford model. So yeah. you just kind of set it up as a kind of, in, but in a, in a more boutique way, not like this factory, right? Like yeah, you, have, yeah. <laughs> you have a conveyor, not a conveyor belt, but you have like people that really know what they're doing, taking yeah. care of those particular jobs that they have yeah, and they're that's good at cool. it you know they focus on one thing so they know what they have to do it works it really does that's cool um what mistakes do you see other los out there i mean you may maybe they're not even on your radar but yeah. what would you say like is, is something to kind of avoid any kind of mistakes or any kind of things that people are doing out there that are yeah. being being long-winded on things or like what like what stuff people should stay away from the two biggest issues i see are, are los who are not really learning the new programs, new guidelines, yep. uh, and and relaying the wrong information to realtors. Yeah, because I'm sure you've met realtors where they're like, "Oh, but this loan officer told me it's done this way," and you're like, "No, that's that's <laughs> like, not how it works," you know. Yeah. Um. So it's just um lack of information and self education and learning the new guidelines and programs. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is just overwhelming yourself. Uh, again, it kind of leads back to the, the the past question. Um, if if you're not, if you're busy and you're not on top of all your files and you're trying to grow at the same time. I mean, you're running around in circles and you don't know really yeah. what you're doing, you know? Um, so I think just, yeah, those two things is just, you know, not, not understanding all the different programs out there, the guidelines, and then just kind of, you know, um, not being able to, uh, really be on top of everything. Right. That's good advice. So you said earlier, uh, I think offline that you, you did a lot of FHAs and govies and different loans. Yeah. What, 
a lot of our viewers want to find jumbo loans. They want to find, they want to do jumbo loans. They want to get into jumbo loans because, you know, we were talking earlier, like you can do 20 or 10, you can do 10, $200,000 loans or one, 2 million. Yeah. We're all paid on BIPs. So it's like, might as well focus on trying to find those. They're, they're sometimes hard to find, especially if you don't live in a place like Beverly Hills or, or, or Hollywood. Um, what was like, and, and I know you said that like deals started coming across your desk, but yeah. was there something you did to sort of like attract that? Because I know there's like a law of attraction, right? Yeah. So, so is there anything that you did to kind of get yourself out of doing the, the government loans and more into the jumbo space? You know, I, I, I do everything equally still to this day. Uh-huh. Um, and just being in California, one of the things is a lot of the properties out here are high balance or jumbo loans, right? right. Um, and I, I would just work hard and prove myself and just meeting new realtors and people referring me to other realtors. You know, I, I got my first jumbo loan, you know, when I was like, couple months into the industry and it's just really getting yourself out there whether it's through marketing social media or going out to networking events i do a ton of networking as well yeah uh everywhere that i go even if i'm going out for fun i'm networking yeah right um, cool. I, I go to car shows i'm a big car guy nice. i like to go to the car shows and network you know yeah because uh, you never know who you're gonna meet right exactly so i, I think just you know it, uh, this cliche quote that I hear, but I love is your network is your net worth, hmm. right? That's cool. So if you're yeah. networking and you're, and you're hanging around people that are doing well, um, and you have a way to help them, you know, eventually once you've built that rapport with them and you can kind of talk about real estate or, or mortgage or whatever it may be, right. um, that's what it leads into, you know, I'm, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people and being in the right environment. It's, it's amazing what, what, what one referral partner could do to your economics, Change, yeah, game changer, yeah. Just one, and then you you say, well, what if I multiply that and do get two or three or four, you know? And it doesn't matter where you live, to yeah. be honest, right? You know, like I I was living in the San Fernando Valley, which is about an hour and forty five minutes north um, of Beverly Hills and, and mm-hmm. the Los Angeles area, and I would still go out there and I'd still go to restaurants, I'd still talk to people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to have that confidence. I think the main thing leads to is if you know your product and you're willing to work hard, mm-hmm. and you can confidently go up to someone and say that you can help them. Um, you know, if you're going up to a realtor, you know, you, you see these realtors that are selling these like. $3 million, $5 million, $10 million homes, mm-hmm. you can go up to them and say, Hey, I've got this product you should check out. Yeah. You know, one deal and you do it right mm-hmm. with the right lender. That's and your foot in the door. Put, they put their, themselves out there because they're marketing. Yeah. They're spending a ton of dollars on marketing. So like we had a magazine the other day that came in and it was, I just looked, I opened it up and it was all nice listings and literally they put their phone number, their email, their address. Like, And then now with, you know, you could it, it sort of cyber stalk someone and find out, okay, oh, they like the, the, the dolphins or whatever, you know, they like different teams or they, mm-hmm. and then, you know, not like a crazy person, but you could at least know you have a starting mm-hmm. point. It's easier today than it's ever been been to meet people and to get into networks like yeah and, and right. you know, jamal my business partner says the same thing he's like get to know your client yeah. before you approach them right you know um i i went to the university of california berkeley and i work with a lot of agents that went to berkeley yeah you know we have that in common so it's finding commonalities is a great right. way to you know kind of get your foot in the door and speak to someone and then say hey this is what i'm about this is what i can do i would love to try and work with you that's cool so it sounds like you know you, you've had a ton of success and congrats on the success i appreciate that thanks what man. what i ask all i like to ask all my guests what would you say is your favorite failure my favorite failure is because there's always going to yeah. be somewhere along the way you've had to have some kind of failure yeah. and it's not you know a lot of people think like that's a negative like i don't want to ever share like my my failures but 
a lot of times failures turn into something amazing, right? They do. So um, prior to the crash in 2008, I mean, I started I started in this industry in 2003. Okay. And uh, I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the industry was way different back then. Yeah, you know, anyone could get a loan. Anyone can get a loan. <laughs> and, you know, I, I started doing business and I thought I knew everything, but in reality, I knew nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because the guidelines were so loose, you know, right. you didn't need income documentation, just like, sign wow, here. Wow, you got approved? Amazing. 100% financing, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, just being 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, up to 23, and when the market crashed, yep. um, you know, making more money than, you know, doctors, lawyers, and, right. you know, it just, it gave me an ego. Mm-hmm. And I was a kid and I thought I knew everything. And when the market crashed, um, obviously I was spending my money on everything, cars, going out on trips and all that. And I wasn't saving for a rainy day because I'd never been there. My, my father always said, save your money. You're going to regret it. And obviously <laughs> dad never knows what he's talking about now. Yeah, right. uh, market crashed and it was a reality check. I, I remember um, at that point in time, I was like, I got to educate myself mm. and I, I need to learn because I, I'm vulnerable. I I don't know what I thought I knew. Mm -hmm. So I remember I had my Range Rover still at the time, but barely enough money in my account to fill up the tank. (laughs) Drove to Santa Monica College, started school. I wanted to learn. So um, I I did my two years at Santa Monica College, made sure I got good grades. I was playing football at the time as well. And then um, did well enough to where I got accepted to a lot of great universities. I ended up going to Berkeley, as I said. Um, and when I was there, you know, I studied economics and I had an emphasis in consumer behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated with honors and I wrote my honors thesis on the crash of the market, wow. right? So my personal experience, the yep. crash of the market and not only the impact it had on the domestic economy, but the global economy through the secondary money market. Interesting. So it gave you, you gave yourself a really great education on something that would just bolster your overall like knowledge for your career. Exactly. That's exactly. Cool. And just knowing, you know, just the personal experiences, um, the formal education, all that kind of contributed to me, you know, understanding not only how to grow my own business, but how to manage my finances, mm-hmm. um, you know, and how to grow at a scalable rate and how to understand and, you know, really understand the mortgage process from start to finish. Cause yep. it's a long drawn out process even after someone funds and closes on their deal, you know? So true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So repeat business. Do you, do you, uh, do you get a lot of repeat business? I do. I do. Um, a lot of repeat business, refinances, referrals. Majority of my, not majority, mm-hmm. but I'd say half of my business is referral based. You know, you do a good job. One thing that I do is I always make sure I get the best interest rates for my clients. I, I really, really shop and I really, really, you know, look hard to find them the best rate. Mm-hmm. Um, once you do that, you save them as much money as possible. They trust you, right? Yeah. Because there are other lenders out there who are going to sell a higher rate to try mm-hmm. and make a little bit more money. I, I don't operate like that. I don't let anyone on my team operate like that that yeah uh, i make sure that we really really go to bat again for our buyers and make sure we get them the best rate because making a little bit less on a loan goes a long way what do you typically charge like what's your comp plan it's it's interesting right so um obviously um with the government loans mm-hmm. um we get paid by the banks right, right so right. so we make sure we get the lowest interest rate and we don't charge the client any origination fee um we don't have any administration fees or mm-hmm. junk fees we really eliminate all those to save the clients a lot of money that's good and that's on every file right whether it's a two hundred thousand dollar you know home or a 20 million dollar home it really mm-hmm. doesn't make a difference right um as far as um you know alternative doc and you know the other programs where it's borrower paid and the borrower has to pay sure uh, on average between one to two points just mm-hmm. depending on the loan amount um and the difficulty of the loan the time it's going to take but right. never anything more than that even on my hard money i try to keep it close to as one point yeah uh as much as possible i've seen people i recently we had a deal where, where 
I think it was a $5 million loan and the broker was trying to charge I think over two points on it. Yeah. And the borrower just like, I'm not signing this. And I was like, gosh, really? You, you know, you could have charged one or one and a half or one and a quarter and you could have then not even worried about that, you know, and then instead of the borrower just didn't sign the docs and like balked at everything. Like <laughs> sometimes you just like, for me, I'd never wanted that stress to worry that someone else was going to do the deal for cheaper. I valued my expertise and my knowledge. So I would charge for it. I never would go under 1%, but it was always like one to one and a half, yeah, right? One like, to two is what I do. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. You know, yeah, I, I think fair, it really is fair for what we do and, and getting the deal closed. Especially if they're big loan amounts. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, um, at the end of the day, we were there to help the client yeah. and you know, um, we let them know up front what the costs are going to be. But if you're charging over two points, you know, people you, are smart. There's guys out there that are going to, charge less and you might lose the deal right yeah yeah i mean people people have google now right they they can literally go onto google and Mm -hmm. and look things up and see what's fair what's not fair so you know um i i think that one to two is 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 solid you know that's good keeps everyone kind of happy so do you use like a CRM or do you use it? What, what, how do you keep tra- um, keep in touch with your past clients? I use Salesforce. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've, I learned Salesforce a long time ago yep. and, and I've just used it. It's been easy for me. There's so many CRMs out there. I just think it's important that you have a CRM. Yeah, and you use it. Yeah. Because you can have one and just never use it. And like, yeah. But so, so Salesforce it, is easy. It's easy mm-hmm. to learn. But, you know, any there's free CRMs out there. You don't have to pay for it. You know, as long right. as you're using it and you teach yourself it. I mean, I think I think that's the most important thing because we had a lot of business from that too. Through our drip, cam- drip campaigns when the rates drop we send mm-hmm. mass email to all our past borrowers hey rates drop see if you're eligible for a refinance you That's know good. yeah so uh, you know that that brings you a lot of business you know the other day the rates dropped right we did yeah. and um we sent uh emails out and i got like seven refis in the matter of two days That's i mean awesome. <laughs> yeah if you don't tell people they're never going to call you right you gotta you gotta put the word out there and keep it going someone else will tell them yeah they will else. and they will yeah. call them they will it's crazy with the technology, what people are doing now, like to, to, it's competitive. It's super competitive. So that's where you got to really put the time in with your borrower. You got to, it's not, nothing good comes easy. You have to actually do the work. You gotta, you gotta be, be out there doing it. So, um, mm-hmm. where do you see the economics? I know you wrote a, you said you wrote, um, your thesis, thesis yeah. on like right now, are you watching the market? Do you see like any kind of, what would be your prediction? for like the future here, like the next I, year. No one has a crystal ball. Yeah, I, I, hold you to I, I it. hate making predictions, you know. Um, but do you have a feeling? Because you know when you're, when you surf, I don't know if you surf, but I don't surf, but I've surfed, right? I have so, to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good though. But, but you know, you feel the, the wave coming. You feel, and you know when there's no waves. Like you know when the, but... You, so we have our finger on the pulse of the of the mortgage business, right? And on the interest rates and and the the economy. It's what we do. It's what we're we're paid to do. What is your feeling? Would you say like going into the election year and like you know the rates have dropped. The the, the housing inventory is sort of limited in some ways. Yeah. Like, what do you feel? Like, do you think there's a crash imminent? Or do you think it's like? you know, we're kind of safe. We're in this place. Like what what are your thoughts? I think, I think people like to use the word crash so freely sometimes. Um, like what really is a crash? Yeah. You know, um, do the prices coming down 10%? Does that mean it's a crash? I mean, really what's, what's a crash? Um, in my opinion, the rates are amazing right now. They're amazing. Um, I don't think that they're going to be where they are right now for much longer. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe by the end of the year that you could see an increase. You know, the Fed said, I don't think they're going to be raising them much 
you know, till the end of the year. If you do see an increase, you know, in the rates, obviously we always see a little bit of a decrease in the values. Um, you know, California is a, it's very hard to afford a home in California in certain areas, right? And we run into that a lot of times being in Hollywood and Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Young couple comes, they want to buy a house. I think that maybe there will be some sort of a correction as far as prices go. They might dip down a little bit, but again, no crystal ball. I really don't know. I, yeah. do th- I don't think the rates will stay where they are. And I think that's huge. People don't understand the difference between a three and a quarter rate and a four and a quarter rate and how much money you're going to be it's paying extra yeah. if you keep your loan for 30 years. Mm-hmm. If you end up paying off that loan for 30 years, um, you can save yourself a lot of money. You know, right. I definitely encourage people to look at a mortgage calculator and see the differences in what even a half a percent a to a percent. when you look at that. It is, but it's the reality. You know, you just got to <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah, you gotta, that's how much interest they get. Yeah, you got to put in the butt but you have to just educate yourself that's yeah. just what it is you know um it's, it's better than paying rent and you know oh it's way better yeah you know, I've, I've got friends paying five six thousand dollars a month for their apartments in la and that's 60 grand a year over the course of 10 years it's over half a million dollars it's just gone it's it's insane how much leverage and appreciation can change someone's life. Like you, you know, I, th- I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but like if you go back and you look at historical, you know, um, where people were redlined out of, you know, buying homes and things yeah. like that and how that really affects generations of wealth. And so it's very true that if someone buys a home, I mean, just for inflation reasons, for multiple reasons, right. They're going to have to pay something, whether it's rent or a mortgage, um, it makes such a huge difference when someone buys a house. It's, yeah. I think that's why I think in good faith, you know, the, the, the presidents of the United States wanted, you know, homeowners to be able to, wanted homeownership because it, it helps the whole country with wealth. And, you know, it obviously backfired with giving everybody a loan, right? Like, but back in, before the crash, but I mean, if you can help a, a borrower and a, and a couple, young couple, like you mentioned, buy a house, it's, it's life-changing. Let me tell you a cool, quick story. Yeah, um, my best friend, Kyle Kaplinger, um, lives in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known him since we were five, okay? And we've been best friends since. I helped him get into his house. He moved to San Diego after high school with his uh, fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, his fiance is a teacher out there, and he's been working at In-N-Out since he was 16, mm-hmm. worked his way up the ladder, became Love a manager. In-N-Out. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's so amazing. Um, so he worked his way up the ladder, and um, they bought their first house, I don't know, this was like 2013, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Bought their first house 2013, it was like $350,000, if I'm not mistaken, um, in San Diego. Fast forward to about a year ago, um, he just had his second child, or I'm sorry, this is when he had his first, two years ago, sorry, this is when he had his first child two years ago, in and out, laid him off um, while he was on maternity leave. Jeez. Okay, and he's got a mortgage, he's got this baby on the way, yep. and it was really, really, really tough for him. And uh, in the midst of trying to find another job and scrambling around, um, we saw that his house went up in value from 325 or 350 whatever he bought it to. It was now worth probably close to $600,000 mm-hmm. in the area that he bought, right? So wow. it almost doubled yeah. um, from 2013 to 2017 or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up getting another job. He just recently sold his house. Uh, walked away with about 300 and change in, in <laughs> you know, after he sold the house, put that into a new house. Mm-hmm. And he just bought an $850,000 house. Nice. Beautiful home. But his loan amount, because he had that plus his savings, 401k and what his wife had, um, their loan amount is still $350,000. Maybe wow. they're paying a little bit more because property taxes, obviously. Yeah. But it's not substantially more. And they have this beautiful home, brand new home in Ton San Diego. But he wouldn't be able to put himself in that position right. if he hadn't bought a house. Right. Right. Well, let's think about that. He had three hundred thousand dollars in appreciation. Mm-hmm. Let's 
how hard is it to save that much money? That's a lot. Hard. It's hard. For someone that works at In-N-Out Burger, like you can't save three hundred thousand dollars in four years. It's like having another solid income. Yeah. Like your house is like another person that's contributing. Exactly. Over time, like mm-hmm. you, you got to play the long game, right? Short game is great. You can flip houses and make sure. money here and there, but in the long game, you'll typically always win. Yeah. Well, if you look at a chart from, we talk about this a lot in the podcast, but like a 50-year chart, 100-year chart, it's like a five-year-old could say, yeah, it started here and it, now it's this. Like, I mean, you ask, you mm-hmm. talk to old, you know, older people and they're like, I bought my house for 20 grand back in, you know, the 60s or <laughs> back whatever Back when a it was. Coke was one penny. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that tells you right there, like if you're not doing that, your money is, and we talked about like people who put their money into the mattress, which is, there's a lot of people that do that and mm-hmm. they put it in like shoe boxes or whatever. Like their money is loose losing money when they do that it's, crazy. it's a graveyard yeah mattress money is it's a graveyard. it is well um anything else you want to leave uh, you know anything that that you you know you can share with our viewers or listeners uh that that could help their business yeah i just have the confidence and i think the way you get confidence is by learning your craft yeah right just like any basketball player football player athlete musician mm-hmm. anyone they practice it takes years 10, hours. Year, ten thousand hours yeah yeah that, that rule is definitely you know i've i've you know we've acquired a lot more than ten thousand hours but that's what's contributed to my success right um you know, and, and using social media as a platform, having a voice, even if you don't have a media team, I'm sure you have an iPhone that you can put on a little I mean, anyone stand. can grab their phone now and just go on yeah. and then do it, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you know, step outside your comfort zone. You know, yeah. whether you get a no from an agent who sells $200,000 houses or a no from an agent who sells like $10 million houses, right. They're both no's. Yeah. If you get a yes on either one, it's it's a win. So, it's a yes, yeah. so don't limit yourself to your area. You know, I just so you know, I, I do deals from uh, San Diego all the way to San Francisco. I've taken flights to meet my clients in San Francisco and sit down and go over their different options with them. Wow. Okay. So yeah. don't let yourself be willing to do what the other one won't be willing to. Yeah. Do what it takes and outwork the loan officer that's next to you. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, this business is very lucrative. It, 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 it can be very lucrative. You know, a lot of people get into the real estate sales side of things. You know, mm-hmm. it's glamorized by million dollar listing. Mm-hmm. People want to sell these beautiful homes. House, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, and it, which is great. You know, it's a great industry. But you know, the mortgage side of things, like if you stick to it, and uh, you know, you just have the confidence, you educate yourself, and you see what top producers are doing, and kind of duplicate that, mm-hmm. and you know, use our advice or tips or whatever we may offer you. Try it out. If it works, great. If not, try something else out. You know, but just. Just, you know, being dedicated, determined, and and motivated consistently, even when you get a no, mm-hmm. just move forward, roll with the punches, you'll do well in this industry, you know? But again, it just comes back, in my personal opinion, is to educating yourself. So when you do come across someone and you have that perfect opportunity in time, you just give it to them and, and show them you know what you're talking about and, and deliver on your word. Integrity is huge, so. That's awesome. Anything you do to help motivate yourself? Is there any tricks? Like, do you drink a certain drink? Do you like, <laughs> do a lot of push-ups? Like, how do you get motivated? You know, I, I honestly, like, I didn't come from a lot of money, right? And I've been broke. Mm-hmm. Every morning, I wake up, and I just remember the feeling of not having money. Mm-hmm. And that, that motivates me. You know, That's not good. knowing how I'm going to pay for my gas to get to work. Not knowing how I'm going to be able to go yep. and buy my lunch. You know, not knowing where my next dollar is going to come from. Right. Mm-hmm. So just waking up money, even if I'm doing well, yeah. even if I have 20 escrows, yep. I wake up, I'm like, okay, I have 20 escrows, but what happens when those close? Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, John. I really appreciate you guys. Awesome. And like, share and subscribe guys. And we'll see you on the next episode. 
Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you guys are looking for more content like this, we have a Fun Loans YouTube channel where we give away more tips, secrets, and origination ideas. You can also email us at info at funloans.com. And if you've made it this far, I think it's safe to say you like our content. So please subscribe, share, and send us your scenarios. Let's fund loans together. Thank you.